Hi. Hi. Welcome to Pussy Talk. Pussy Talk. This is episode five. I'm Emily Grace. And I am Carmen Moreno. We're pretty tired today. Yeah, I actually thought that was, I was trying to do a sexy voice, but yeah, I'm actually pretty tired. (laughs) Yeah, but we're gonna, we're gonna push through it because we're, (laughs) we're so committed to bringing you Pussy Talk. Or a week. Or a week. Or a week. Mostly every Mostly week. Mostly every week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hi guys. Hi. Today we're talking about Happy Pussy Part 2. Happy Pussy Part 2. <laughs> Actually, this is, this is, we need to amp ourselves up. We, we really Because do. this is, this is, this is a good. This is. Subject here that we're going to talk it about. Is. Happy it is. Pussy Part 2. Meaning. Touching your pussy. Touching your pussy. Making your pussy feel good. Making your pussy feel good. (laughs) Carmen's just going to take everything I say and sing it back. That's 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 pussy talk today. Yes, making your pussy feel good, touching your pussy, knowing what it likes and what it doesn't like. And yeah, paying attention to what it doesn't like. And do what I don't like. like. Oh my god. <laughs> We're just gonna repeat each other <laughs> this whole time. Uh, uh, anyway, let's get serious. Okay. Let's get serious. Okay. Let's put our sexy voices on because I wanna dance. Somebody. <laughs> oh god. And that somebody is my pussy. My pussy. My pussy. Yeah, so. I don't know really where to begin. We're going to talk about masturbation and lots of stuff. Let's talk. Okay. Masturbation. Yeah. Firstly. Yes. In the Victorian era. Victorian era. There was a plethora of diagnoses of women with a disease called hysteria. Hysteria. The women were going fucking crazy. You're being hysterical. What's going on? (laughs) I feel suddenly very frustrated and angry and I feel so nervous and stressed out. I just can't begin to think or fathom what could be wrong with me. Oh dear. Ma'am, you have hysteria. (gasps) Oh, I have just the cure for you. (laughs) Lay down on my examining table. Open your legs. Open your legs and I shall give you a pelvic massage. Mm -hmm. Until you (laughs) orgasm. Mm -hmm. That'll be $25. (laughs) And you will feel much better. Trust me. And they did. They felt much better. They felt so good that they would come back every week. (laughs) They would come back every week. So women were diagnosed with, it's a, only women were diagnosed women. with hysteria. Oh. And some of the symptoms included fainting, anxiety, sleeplessness, irritability, nervousness. Erotic fantasies. Oh dear. Oh dear. What a terrible symptom of a what disease. What a terrible symptom. I've never heard that of a disease. Also excessive vaginal lubrication. Let's not forget that terrible symptom of I this mean, terrible disease that only women have. Oh. What am I going to do with all this juice? <laughs> My favorite symptom, though, is a tendency to cause trouble for others. <laughs> She's a little troublemaker, this She's one. She's causing all sorts of trouble. Get her to the doctor quick. <laughs> Yeah, and then they would go to the doctor, and the doctor would give her an orgasm, and then she would feel better. 
However, it was frowned upon for the woman to treat herself at home by giving herself an orgasm that was very frowned upon. It needed to be under the supervision of a medical well, professional. It needed, it needed to be treated as a disease. That's right. I mean, they were, they were suffering from a disease called being severely sexually frustrated. <laughs> yes. No wonder you were frustrated. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm just... Huh. You, got, you know what, though? You get to go to the doctor. Everything's clean. Nobody has a problem with it. You go to the doctor, open your legs. He, you know, makes you come, makes you have a nice orgasm, and then you leave. Then you go home. And then you go home to your family yeah, and your kids. Yeah, get on with the rest of your life. Get on with the rest of your life. You're happier. Much happier. What a great treatment. It's a great treatment, but it, it did lead to, apparently, the invention of the modern vibrator. But wait, did okay. you see that they didn't even call them orgasms? Like when the doctor... Oh, no, that's right. They called it a hysterical paroxysm. That's the treatment. Paroxysm. Yes, a paroxysm. Did you have your paroxysm today? No! I don't know. Darling, I think that uh, you should visit the doctor today because uh, I think you should have a paroxysm today about time for that paroxysm wouldn't you say darling you're acting a bit strange <laughs> hysterical and hysterical i just can't take it oh dear please go to the doctor asap let him work his magic fingers on you wow you know what though it's surprising that doctors wouldn't talk to maybe the the husbands or whatever the partners of these women to like treat them at home if it was such a disease because any other disease, you'd say, okay, we'll change this bandage and do this and apply this medicine or whatever. But they wouldn't, like, show the men how to do it. Like, this is how you should treat, you should help your wife with her hysteria. That's right. <laughs> like, why? No, I just Why did they feel only the doctor was the one capable of doing that? That is a little odd. Right? Is it odd. because it's beneath the man and it was, like, medical thing and you can't possibly but well i mean you have to have an expert <laughs> you have to have an expert uh, stick yeah. your fingers up your vagina <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and put it voraciously <laughs> in and out and in and out you have to be licensed you have to be licensed <laughs> to have that kind of hand speed <laughs> who came up with this treatment yeah but and and first of all how did they even think like it was well, probably just some Pervy perf. doctor. Yeah, just some perf. I know what I'll do. <laughs> but I'm the only one who can do it. <laughs> but then apparently he got very tired. He got, yeah. Like cramps. Cramped hands. They couldn't even, like, do other treatments because their hands were <laughs> So many women so just lined up outside the door waiting That's to get treated. tedious, though. If you, like, think about... That's How many lot. women that they had they had to treat? That's a lot like of it's a lot work. of mo- that's a lot of work. Yeah, I wonder how many women they saw a day. I don't know. Ugh, how exhausting! And also seeing women like having orgasms all day every day. Okay. Maybe it must have been nice. I bet it was nice for the pervy doctor. Yeah, but I'm sure there were women like nurses that did it as well. Right? I mean, I don't think so. Just men. Probably Carmen. Probably. I mean, is this Earth or is this not Earth? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. Anyway, ah. yes. They would have such bad hand cramps that they couldn't, like, do their other practices. So they came with a very clever solution. 
several clever solutions. Several. So there was the the medicinal bath, hydrotherapy, where they would. Is that the one where there's like literally a fire hose on the yes, vagina? Yes, yes. It was a douche directed right at the pelvic area. Let's blast that yeah. shit. Yeah, just spray it. Uh, there there were several other ones before the electricity got invented. Right. Well, what what were they? Well, well there was this water hose. The water hose, right. Uh, seemed to especially commend itself to the ladies. <laughs> Another claimed that there was no better weapon in fighting hysteria and said its effects were impossible to describe. Experienced, it's never forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> the experience of what of hysteria yeah. or the of the spray douche, yes, <laughs> the the fire hose douche. Well, have you? S- okay. <laughs> what? Have you ever encountered one of those Japanese toilets? Yes. Oh, me too. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. It's the best. It's the best. You mean the ones that have the water? Like yeah, the that's, water that sprays yes. up and cleans you everywhere. The everywhere. Wa- the warm water mm. that goes right up your butt and right up your pussy at yeah. the same time. It feels nice. Yes, it feels really nice. I I went to dinner one night with Tessa, our friend Tessa, and and two of her friends. It was like a last minute thing, and I had smoked a little weed before. <laughs> oh boy! And we went to a sushi place. Oh no! And I had to go to the bathroom, and there was that toilet. <laughs> Wait, you use that in a public bathroom? Well, it was at a restaurant bathroom. It was a. Like it was a, at a sushi place. It was a, yeah, because it's a sushi place. It's they, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, often like <laughs> a Japanese restaurant or like a Japanese tea house, will I find will have that toilet because it's just you know normal toilet for them. This must be a really nice Japanese place. It was a nice yeah, it was a nice sushi place. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, they have that toilet. Your friends would be and like, I guess I was gone for a really long time. <laughs> came back and I was like refreshed was I gone for a really long time they were like yeah and I was like oh well there's that toilet in there the toilet's in there I was just sit, hanging out like woo this feels so good how do you do did everybody try it no nobody else tried it <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, I've I've just me. Those are those are those are nice. It feels good. I understand why it would have been. But I mean, if you're going to the doctor, that would have been very. That would have been kind of inconvenient. I mean, not inconvenient to have your paroxysm, but to get like wet, you have to bring a change of clothes. You have to if they're well in the photo, she's naked. I mean, she's just sitting in the chair naked. So I'm sure that she would have derobed. It got hosed down. I mean, in the 1800s, think about what the wardrobe was like then. You're not going to bring a change of clothes to the doctor's office. That's true. Yeah, that you're wearing so much that's like four luggages of clothes. That's right. Just for one day. Your corset and your Ugh. pantaloons and your Ugh. hoop skirt. Or... Yeah, your, yeah, the, no, the no. like skeleton thing. Not yeah. skeleton, but like the... Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's historically. That's not. That's probably not. But it doesn't matter anyway. They got hosed down. Yes, they also had a table called the manipulator. That was a 
get one of those. <laughs> well, apparently it was very cumbersome. It was a large and cumbersome table with a cutout for a vibrating sphere. Yeah. So I guess you would lay on it. Yeah, I what does this like, look like? It's like a flat table. Oh my and then god, it looks like a torture like chamber. The cutout. And like a torture chip. Would you like uh, lie, I guess you'd lie down so it would come up under your butt and just vibrate your pussy, I guess? No, you'd have to be sitting on it. But why would they make the table so long if you were just going to sit? You know what I'm saying? I think she was lying down. She was lying, okay, so you lie down, and then there's a cutout in the table. And then they stick the little and then there's vibrating a- spear up there. <laughs> but in your butt. Well, well, I bet that feels good, too. Whatever works, <laughs> whatever got the hysteria out. I mean, it was the first invention, so they perfected it after that. Moved on to the first portable vibrator. That looks like a washing machine. Yeah, that looks like a washing machine. Okay, portable but unwieldy. It ran on a 40-pound battery. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Portable 40-pound battery. Everyone knows what you're doing. There's no way of hiding that. No. Okay, so the inventor disapproved of using his vibrator to treat hysterical women, advocating for its use on male skeletal muscles only, but most of his fellow doctors were eager to pass the labor-intensive, time-consuming task of giving women hysterical paroxysms off to a machine. And imagine, when they found out that they could do that, I mean, that must have been just like the whole business. Listen to this. Listen to this. A doctor who was raving about the newly invented vibrator said... Manual massage consumes a painstaking hour to accomplish much less profound results than are easily affected by the vibrator in a short five or ten minutes. An hour per patient. That must have been terrible. I mean, you're right. That would be their whole practice. Their whole practice. Because also, I mean, how was it even conducted? I mean, they were, would they talk to the patients? Would they tell them sexy things? Or I don't think... Or will they just like... Uh, purely like a clinical like yeah thing, I think doctor it was, patient I think it you was just clinical. lie there and and then you get fondled by some doctor waiting for you to feel something i think it was a hundred percent clinical that must have been very awkward because otherwise why wouldn't they teach the husbands how to take care of it because they didn't see women's sexuality as anything but a disease which is super fucked up so fucked up. Fuck those fucking doctors. Yeah. Well, no, because they invented vibrators. They came up with a solution. <laughs> that's, that's true. They came up with a solution. They that's were trying to treat true. something that they did not understand. Because women did not have, what, sexual pleasures? It was only, women were only there for men to reproduce, have babies. And the men thought that the women were satisfied enough when the men ejaculated. Right. And then they had no idea that the women could do that too. Well, right, because erotic thoughts were a symptom of a disease. Ugh. Excessive vaginal lubrication was a symptom of a disease. So if your wife liked fucking you, she had a disease, I guess. Yeah. Like, what if, what uh, if there was, like, a couple or whatever that, like, were sexually extremely compatible and they had a fucking amazing time like does that mean that the man is having sex with a hysterically crazy woman 
I guess it would depend on the husband, the point of view of the husband. But according to the medical profession, yes. Wow. So you're fucking a crazy person, basically. Well, right. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's right. Hey, I don't mind being fucking crazy. So then later on it became vibrators and, and plugged in and kept in the home. Listen to this ad. No modern home is complete without one. The American vibrator keeps the family well. Nothing could be more simple. The American portable vibrator can be operated by the child equally as well as by a grown person. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I fast-forwarded to the 20th century. Yeah, this is like early 1900s. Yeah. Um, they were advertised in popular women magazines called The Needlecraft, hmm. Women's Home Companion, and the Sears and Roebuck catalog. Ah, good uh-huh. old Sears. Good old Sears. Sears they, appliances. In 1903, they had uh, an advertisement at Sears that um, that said the popular massager as a is a delightful companion. All the pleasures of youth will throb within you. <laughs> I guess there. All the pleasures of youth will throb within you. Throb will throb within you. Mm. The pleasures of youth, though. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting word choice. Why the pleasures of youth? Right. Is it because you feel so refreshed afterwards? Like you feel so alive after? Like why? To remind you of your childhood? (laughs) I don't know. They didn't like masturbate back then, right? Like what did they consider youth at that time? Was it like a child or like a young adult? Yeah. We don't know. And so who, who is this catering to then? Well, it's like catering the to women. older women? women? Like the grandmas? Catering? No, I mean, I think, w- I think women at that time got married very young. So they were saddled with childcare and taking care of the house from, you know, 18, 19 years old. But it's interesting because it was very, you know, popular. Yes, you're a vibrator and then you're this, you know, like treat your hysteria. If you have a vibrator, the family will be much happier. That's right. But then when movies got invented, they, of course, started making porn and taking these right. vibrators. Making into, it sexual. Yeah, making it sexual. Which, which is what it always was. Yeah, but it wasn't talked about and it was hidden. It was like a hidden little secret. That made the family nice and happy again. Family values. Family values. <laughs> right. That's right. But then it made it dirty. And then it became taboo. And then women got fucked because they felt like they couldn't do it anymore. Right. And they were very hard to get in the 1970s. Really? Yeah. Because of, you know, all the pornography and everything. Mm-hmm. The they started using vibrators and vibrator advertisements disappeared from the consumer media and said, I don't know, in the 1970s that the vibrators were hard to find. Women that took advantage of that amazing era, let us know. Were vibrators hard to find? That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, here in this article it says that it has. And then until feminism emerged... That then, I guess, the magic wand came out. and um, Yes, right. It's still the world. And it's still around. It's the most famous vibrator in the yeah. world. Here's the thing that pisses me off. Is that this perception 
from the medical community that women experience experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dry throat, just like the president. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> experiencing. Uh, let's not. Erotic I... thoughts are considered a disease. A woman who's irritable is considered hysterical, which is considered a disease. But, like, of course you'd be fucking irritable if no one cares about making you come. Like, of course you're irritable. There's so much repression and frustration and rage and lack of release. Like, of course you would be irritable. It doesn't mean it's a disease. I just... Right, but I, I don't think even back then they understood or they understood, you know, why why women have orgasms at all. Why why right. should women feel that way? I mean, men need to ejaculate. They need to climax in order to, to ejaculate in order to impregnate a woman. Yeah, but they were ejaculating for plenty of other reasons. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, but that's like come on. But that's like the physiological reason, I guess. So like back then <laughs> when women were not understood, when their bodies were not understood, you know, right. why and the women themselves didn't know why they felt that way. Like I, I, I don't understand why I feel so irritable so irritable or, or, or anxious and I can't sleep and you know what I mean? That lack of understanding is understandable that they would not know how I'm even surprised that the doctors even found the solution to just get them off <laughs> to they be perfectly honest like did they do it to their wives well uh, they, uh, they must have done it first as an experiment like wait a minute my wife is hysterical I need to fi- let me examine why is she dripping wet <laughs> It's a disease. Why is she dripping wet? Let me examine. Let me stick my fingers up there. And then maybe the woman felt really good. And then she released. She had an orgasm. And then all of a sudden she became better. And the doctor was like, hey, maybe this is what's happening to all this these other women. They just need some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of release. The body needs to release something. <laughs> I shall release them. <laughs> I shall release them. I shall be the one. The fingers of... Medical releasenessness. <laughs> <laughs> the right? medical releasenessness. Yeah, it, it is upsetting that they didn't know, right? That they, or even that women were surprised to that point. But I just think it was purely a na- lack of knowledge. I mean, doctors back then didn't know much of anything. Really. But I also feel like they're throughout history there is a fear of female sexuality and female sexual empowerment that women's sexuality is repressed and overlooked and ignored and like it's great that this led to the vibrator being invented that's helping a lot of women with their in quotes hysteria (laughs) their disease of hysteria i'm kind of happy we're not hysterical anymore well me too i mean maybe in other ways but not you know you got your good old fingers get good old finger though it's interesting because i feel like i've i was reading some articles and there are a lot of women that um discovered that uh pleasure at a really young age you know when you start discovering your body yeah. and it's like what is this and then you start touching yourself right and seeing what what everything is and then you're like oh oh this feels kind of oh what is, oh oh <laughs> 
And then meanwhile, your mom is knocking at the door like, honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, just a minute. Uh. <laughs> mom, I'm, I'm coming. I'll be right out. <laughs> what are you doing, honey? I'm just like, uh, I'm just taking a, taking a shit, mom. Taking a shit, mom. Oh. But so, so these, so, you know, you, you start kind of experimenting with your body and and you know boys do it too they start touching themselves and they don't know what but they know it feels good so then women back there didn't do that back then well i don't know i I guess not i mean we we will never know know. but i do (laughs) think that or do you think that they knew but it was socially unacceptable to to even like accept the fact that that would even feel good because maybe well, you know, I think it it's wasn't a, supposed I to. think it depends. I think uh, clearly there are some women who knew, whether they were progressive, forward-thinking women or a madam running a brothel, and right. you know, like there are right. always women who knew. But society, you know, the structures of society are to repress female sexuality. Period. Excessive vaginal lubrication is a sign of a disease. Like. If you're a woman experiencing excessive vaginal lubrication because you're turned on and then you think, I must have a disease, what's wrong with me? Like, think about how conflicting that is and how fucked up you, ashamed you would feel about your own body. Well, there's just intense lack of knowledge, even even now. No fucking clue. They have no idea why a woman has an orgasm. Why? Because, again, a man has an orgasm in order to reproduce. In order to 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 have a child, but a woman doesn't need to do that. A woman doesn't need to have an orgasm in order to have a child. Right. So why do we even have orgasms besides the fact that it feels amazing? Because women have obviously out evolved men where they can just have an orgasm for pleasure. But but men can have an orgasm for pleasure too. That's true. I mean, they can they can. That's true. You know. Uh, well, I was reading. This was very interesting to me. Our ancient mammal ancestors originally relied on ovulation triggered by sex with a male so female mammals didn't ovulate until they were having sex and so it was those early mammals developed a clitoris inside the vagina so it was like that stimulation from sex that triggered the hormones to ovulate, to drop an egg, so you would get pregnant from that sexual encounter. Otherwise, the mammals didn't ovulate on a cycle like we do. And so what the article was saying was this was these were mammals that lived more solitary lives. So when they encountered a male with the potential to be impregnated, they needed to ovulate right, right then. then and there. Yeah. yeah, and so it was only triggered by sex. But as as mammals evolved to live more in packs and socialized groups, women, you know, females were encountering males more often. So that's why we evolved to have a monthly ovulation cycle, and then the clitoris moved to the outside of the vagina. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Very interesting. Well, thank goodness for that. Because if not, you imagine every time you have sex with someone, your ovulation gets triggered. That would be terrible. That would be very stressful. That would be, I mean, that would be horrible. And how amazing. It would though, be nice, though, not to have a period every month. I mean. It would be nice. That would be nice. Every month. 
Yeah, that wouldn't just be nice. use a condom. Yeah, use a condom. Yeah, that would I be I could good. actually really get down with that, you know, the more I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent. One hundred not have a period and just use a condom. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Who cares? Like, who cares? You I don't do care. that. Yeah, I can out. do that. Pull, pull out. out. Yeah. Get out of there. Pull <laughs> out. Get in. Pull get, out. Get out. Yeah. That's amazing that the that the A would come down so fast. Right. But also that the clitoris was in the vagina. Like where in the vagina? Could it be where the G spot is? Oh, maybe Carmen. I just made that connection. Could I have <laughs> Did I just make a scientific <laughs> discovery? You are an evolutionary expert. Because they yeah, maybe. don't know why the G spot is there. They they don't know why it exists. So some women feel it. Some women don't. Some women always feel it. Some women have never felt it. And they they don't know why that why it's there. Maybe or that even is what why. it is. Maybe that is why. That would be ah! Ladies and gentlemen, I just made a scientific discovery. <laughs> Doctor Moreno. Doctor Moreno. Well, I didn't. Know, well, yeah, the G spot. Ernst Grafenberg. Oh, that's why it's called the G spot. I don't know that. Ernst Grafenberg. Grafenberg. Grafen. Yeah, Grafenberg. Grafenberg. Okay. God, imagine a gynecologist Grafenberg. <laughs> Who are you going to see? Ernest Gaffenbach, he's going to look at my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) My vagina. But it's interesting because, okay, so the G-spot, when simulated, can lead to super strong sexual arousal and incredibly powerful orgasms. Well, and you can squirt, too. And, yeah, you can squirt. Potential female ejaculation. But they don't know why it's there. Maybe. What's its purpose and why why some women feel it and why some women don't feel it or even where exactly it's positioned in the body it's like this sort of mysterious Mm. gray zone well i feel like that's how men feel about female sexuality in general it's this mysterious gray zone oh what's it gonna i don't know what to do i'm just gonna fuck you till i come yeah because because was that good for you penetrating you no it was not good for me (laughs) really good for you right i feel like a lot of men are surprised that women don't achieve orgasms through just penetration you think men are surprised i think it depends on the man i guess i think well i feel like normally well not normally i don't know what normally is i haven't you know that would mean that you'd have to sleep with every single man on earth to know exactly to get the normal to get the normal average but like i feel like a lot of men think that they expect that you should that, that it should just feel good just being penetrated and not having the clitoris stimulated. Right. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, well, I was reading this. Not that it was surprising, but... So I was reading Psychology Today. It says only one quarter of women reliably experience orgasm during intercourse. No yep. matter how long it lasts, no matter what size the man's penis, and no matter how the woman feels about the man or the relationship. Only one quarter of women, reliably. And then it says about 75% of all women never reach orgasm from intercourse alone without the help of sex toys, hands, or tongue. And 10 to 15% never climax under any circumstances. 10 to 15% of all women never orgasm. Through intercourse. 
under any circumstance. So even if they masturbate? Yes. Wow. That they just sucks. don't climax at all. Like to me, that's extremely upsetting and extremely troubling because it's not about the physiology. Like if 25% of women can come from intercourse, that's enough of a sample that all women are capable of orgasm, right? It's not like, oh, one woman's just a freaky weirdo. Well, I mean, could it, be that, could it be that maybe that uh, lower percentage of women have some sort of some sort of deficiency in some way, like hormonal or something deficiency. like that? Deficiency? Like, well, I don't know. How could you never reach orgasm even if you masturbate? Could it be that you they haven't found what they feel good with or maybe they've tried so many things and they are... How could that be possible? For well, not even you to be able to, to give yourself an right. orgasm? Well, I don't know, but it, I don't... It has to be due to something. I don't think it's about physiology. Like, how many men in the world can't achieve orgasm ever? Usually it's a, it's psychological, right? It's not right. because their penis isn't capable of orgasming. It's, a, like, it's usually something psychological. Right. Or, you know, sexual trauma, sexual abuse that was never healed, or such a deep feeling of shame or disgust or whatever it is but it's like yeah i mean that's all psychological but that's that's interesting but it's that's like it's just so upsetting but that's what i mean like i feel i feel like no one really knows the doctors don't know why the g-spot is there what it's good for doctors have no idea why a woman achieves orgasm you don't have to have an orgasm in order to be pregnant so all of these, like, uncertainties, like, of course, men don't even fucking know what to do. You know? It's like this, like, mysterious sort of hazy, like, unicorn land kind of place that no one knows what to do with. Right. Except women. Some women. Some women. Some women don't. Or they're not comfortable exploring. Or they're not comfortable asking for what they want they're not comfortable giving direction and so even some women who know what to do they don't feel comfortable receiving that right from their partner yeah but from themselves yes hopefully yeah i mean i think it's a i think it's incredibly important to be to touch your pussy make yourself feel good like your sexual expression I really do think is tied to your life force and your creative force and your ability to handle your life in a healthy way. And there's also no way that you can know what you like unless you Until experience you know it what yourself. you like. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? right. Until you find what it is that you like you know maybe you like toys maybe you don't like toys maybe, maybe you just you like, like hands i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know i have no idea you yeah. know like what do you like and that's super important yeah it's ex- extremely important and uh, you know i think it's very easy especially as ambitious career driven busy women it's so easy to just disconnect from your vagina you get busy, you've got stress, you're go, go, go. Like, if I don't push myself to make time to pleasure myself or to sexually express myself, that's the first thing that falls off my list. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the first thing. But I feel like for women, it's not that 
much of a need as it could be like for a man for example you know what i mean like right i feel like men in that sense are more like animalistic than women you know but i think that that is that's a problem like that point of view and i have it too that is a problem because then that just encourages when oh you don't need it i'm not i'm just gonna like let this part of my life wither and die which is cutting ourselves off from having a happier, healthier life. Well, I don't think it's not that you don't need it because I don't think that we need it any less than men do. But I feel like, you know, for for men, it's like it's like an animal sort of. Well, I instinct. think the the priority is higher on the list for men. Like men masturbate, I think significantly more often than women do. Significantly more often. It's like a higher, it's just a higher priority on the list. Well, I got to jerk off today. So I'm just going to jerk off in the shower, get that done, and then go, go on, go to work. You think so, though? (laughs) Yes. Women masturbate a lot, too, though. I think the majority of women don't. I think probably the 25% of women who reliably orgasm during intercourse probably masturbate more than the 75% of women who don't. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just... No, yeah, but just it's true that a guess, when you but. do when you do masturbate and when you do take the time to figure out what you like and how you like being touched, it's so much easier to to express that to your partner because you're but already. But even if you don't have a partner, I mean, don't you feel better when you've had a good fuck or you've had a good orgasm? Like, don't you feel better? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. I do. Like. I feel you do. better. It releases your right? stress. Because then we're no longer irritable. We're no longer No, but I mean it releases nervous. stress. It releases endorphins. It releases, you know, you cures you, your hysteria. You feel good. You feel good. It's a it's a good release. Everyone should be doing it regularly. Yeah, I think so. But it's so hard like it's hard to make it a priority. Why? Like, I guess it's just, like you were saying, like, women don't need it. That is a perception. No, I didn't say women don't. I said it's a sort of primal instinct for a man to, like, stick his dick into something. Reproduce, impregnate. I mean, maybe that's the, like, animal nature. We're animals after. We're not, like, above being animals. We are animals. And women, I don't think, we we don't have that kind of primal sort of animal thing where we just need to like fuck everyone do you know what i mean but actually i don't think men do too well i don't know not all men are like that yeah i mean i think men are more in touch with orgasming more often than women are i think it's incredibly important for women to be healthy sexually expressed whether you're in a relationship or you're single like you should be pleasuring yourself on a regular basis. I believe that. And I, it's so hard for me to find time to do it. Like, as soon as I get busy, that's gone. In the shower. I don't want to masturbate in the shower. How long does it take you? Well, I just don't want to do it standing up. That doesn't feel good to me. Well, you can sit down. <laughs> There's no seat in my shower. I'm not going to, like, scrunch down all the way. I'm not, I can't. It's hard for me to bend down, Carmen. <laughs> That's hard for me to get all right, all right, scratched all right. down there. 
right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I do feel like. But also, I mean, that's one of the things why I'm such a big fan of Kim and Nami, who we mentioned on the last podcast, is like her whole point of view is very sex positive. It's very like pleasure positive. It's about having not, but it's not like you were saying, how long does it take? Like, yeah, I can masturbate really fast. But is that going to be enjoyable to me? Or is that just like a means to an end of like, oh, I got to get this fucking thing done too? Well, no. I think sometimes you do it because you're like, fuck, I want to do it. I feel like, but I only have 10 minutes. Right. Let's do it. Let's it's do not it. like, I don't think you with yourself, you're like, well, I guess I got to masturbate. I got to get like, to this off my list. I got to check it off my list. I don't think you think that. I mean, it's just like, oh, I got to, okay, I feel a little, but I don't have enough time. So I'm just going to do it quickly. Do it real quick. You know, just do it real do quick. It. Yeah, I do think doing it real quick is better than not doing it at all. Besides, I feel like when you do it yourself, I mean, because you know what you like. It can be quick. It, it can be quick, but also, like, it, it, you can stretch it out to make, you know, to make it longer. But then you're just kind of with yourself, so it's just like, okay, well... <laughs> Let's get this over with because now I want to watch a movie. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, so it is. Get it, just get it done. Well, I mean, if you, no, I'm saying if, I mean, how long can you play with yourself? For an hour? I don't for, know. It depends on you. That's up to you. For me, that would get, like, okay, yeah, it feels good, but <laughs> no, I have no person to interact with. There's okay, no. Okay, God, he takes a while. Okay, the does feel good. I've already, oh I've already stretched it out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Okay, I'm like, I've been on the verge of orgasm for the past, like, 15 minutes. Just let it go. Let it go. I don't want to masturbate no more. I see. Yeah. I mean, how long can you take with yourself, really? I mean, you can take a however long. I mean, it's it's whatever you want to do. There are women, though. There is a disorder where. um, Oh, the women. The women that. And the men, too, I think. But I've only seen it with women that have to masturbate all day long. All, they can't do anything else but well, is it, touch themselves all day. Is it, uh, is it's it a that they have to masturbate or that they can't stop orgasming? Because I've seen the woman yeah, that, that, that cannot too. stop or She just can't. She's orgasming like 12 hours a day. Yeah, she's walking down the street and she's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She she's like grocery shopping. She's like, <gasps> yeah. She can't do anything. Oh my god. So this is different than that. This is different. Than oh that. okay. Yeah, this is different. But I have seen that too. This is different. That this is like they're addi- It's not even that they're addicted. It's just like they can't stop. Like, it's like getting compulsive. themselves off. Yeah, they they have to like do it all the time, and they can't like they want to do other things, but they can't. But it's different than the woman that just orgasms by herself she's like walking down the street and she's making coffee she's doing she's laundry sitting on the couch sitting just, on the couch yeah. watching tv and oh i did see that when she's sitting on the couch and her poor husband is just watching her like having an orgasm there by herself god that's terrible i mean that's gotta be an, a living nightmare like that's part amazing and wonderful but just a night constant nightmare i mean can you imagine it's like a pleasurable nightmare a pleasurable nightmare like you're there like crying and 
owing at the same time. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's ter- and it's terrible for the husband as well. Well, for the I was gonna say, how did she even get a husband? I mean, that must have that poor guy. I mean, he he knows. Talk about feeling useless. Well, he knows for a fact that it's not him. (laughs) It's not him. It's not him. It's not you, honey. I'm sorry. It's not you. Because even when we're not having sex, I'm having orgasms without you. All the time. All the time. That is terrible. There has to be, I mean, there has to be some sort of, like, nerve damage or something. Like, that's not... I mean, there's... That's crazy. Yeah. That's a... That is a disorder. But imagine also the stress that you're putting, because I just found out that when you orgasm, your uterus, your anus, and your vagina all contract at the same time. I didn't know the uterus contracted. I thought it was just like a vaginal thing, but not the uterus. But the uterus contracts. I see. So like everything, the uterus, the anus, and the vagina contracts all at the same time when you're having an orgasm. So imagine this woman having orgasms, I don't even know how many times a day. Her her body must be under so much stress. Right. Of constant like contractions, contractions. all the time. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Because there's just no capacity to live your life. You're just at the mercy of this pleasurable nightmare. But yeah, anyway, orgasms. The clitoris. The clitoris. <laughs> the clitoris. The clitoris is the female penis. It's a smaller, it's a baby penis. Yeah, it's a little, tiny little it's penis. It's a little baby penis. But it's with all the nerve endings that are on the big penis head on a tiny little clitoris. A little pee. A little pee. <laughs> no magic button. A magic little button. You know, yeah. That is great. When you know how to use it. Mm. But here's the thing. Because I do read Kiminami. I'm going to keep talking about her throughout this podcast. Because most men and women expect a female orgasm to happen in the clitoris. But according to Kiminami, well, you can have a G-spot orgasm, you know, when you squirt. You don't have to, you can have a G-spot orgasm and not squirt, but you can also squirt. Right. Is that a vaginal orgasm? Like I've heard about vaginal orgasms, cervical orgasms, and clitoral orgasms, which are all very different. According to Kiminami, every woman is capable of all three. Well, I mean, we have all three parts. Not that the G-spot is a spot, is a part. Because they don't even know what it's it a, is. Yeah, it's a spot. But it's a spot. It's, it's a, a spot. Nice I mean, spot. it's a spot. But like, I mean, I've had a clitoral, clitoral orgasm. Just one. <laughs> no, just No, that's just like one. The, that's the most common orgasm. Yeah, I've had, I have clitoral orgasms. I've had a G-spot orgasm twice with a toy. And I squirted. <gasps> I did. That's so cool. <laughs> I squirted. What did that feel like? I don't think I've ever had a G-spot orgasm. It's, I think I would know. It. I think you would know. I guess for me, it was a clitoral orgasm while I was squirting. Because the toy that I have is like designed for G-spot orgasm. It's like a curved shape and the bell at the end is like right there to hit the G-spot. So it's like you're coming and it's really wet and you're like, did I just pee? And then it was like, oh, 
I must have squirted. That's what it was like. But it didn't feel... <laughs> but you didn't feel any difference? In I mean, you feel the sensation of the G-spot. Like, it's very pleasurable. But I felt more of, like, the clitoral orgasm. Hmm. So I'm not sure. And it's only, it's only been able to accomplish it twice. So, like, I don't know how much of an expert I would be in that category. But the fact that I could do it twice makes me feel like, oh, it wasn't just like a fluke, a one-time thing. Mm. The more, like, that happened to me when I was in a time where I was using my jade egg every day and I was very connected to my sexuality and I was really, like, focusing on harnessing my sexual energy. It was a time where I was very connected to my pussy. And in times when I'm not connected to my pussy, it's like, not as sensitive or the g-spot can feel a little more numb i do think like the more connected you are to your pussy the more in tune you are with things that feel good right whereas when you're very disconnected like someone could be rubbing your g-spot like vigorously and you're like eh, i don't really feel anything because you're just numb your vagina's numb or your, your vagina's push- asleep your sometimes vagina's, the vagina yeah. sometimes she falls asleep yeah and stays asleep for stays such a long time for such a long time it should, I, it's, it shouldn't be that way. I feel like it's constant. Yeah, but it's like, it's almost like your second, I was, I'm pointing at my head, but it's not your head. It's like your second heart. You know yeah, what I mean? Like totally. you, you gotta, it's so difficult sometimes to even connect to yourself on a daily basis mm-hmm. because you have so many things to do, so many stressors, so many, I have to be here, I have to be there, I have to make money, I have this uh, obligation, that obligation, and and you forget to sort of not only connect to yourself and to your heart, but to your vagina and your sexual needs and your pleasures and what makes you feel good, then it's kind of no surprise to me that nobody knows truly about the G-spot or even how to regularly pleasure it. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had G-spot orgasm. I mean, I wouldn't know... Hmm. I should experiment with that. I think you would know. You would know. I feel like you, you would, would know. know. Yeah, like I feel like you would. Huh. Oh. Now I'm thinking. There's a memory coming to the surface. <laughs> Maybe I did it once. Because the orgasm was huge. I, it's, it was the biggest orgasm I've ever had in my life. Like from myself, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe I did without really knowing. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to tell. Like if you're not like squirting, like in the porn where it's just like shooting across the oh room. Oh my god! It's hard. It can be hard to tell if you squirt because it can be very. It like when I did it, it was only a little bit, but it was definitely it wasn't pee and it wasn't like lubricant it was it was a different kind of liquid but it was it was so small that if I hadn't been really paying attention I might have missed it I mean and it's such a it's like an instrument though isn't it like you have to condition it you gotta play it you gotta you gotta work it out you gotta practice refine it you have to like know exactly which where to where the notes are yeah where the notes are play the right notes gotta fucking play the right notes (laughs) nobody men don't know how to play the right notes well a lot of women don't know how to play the right notes on themselves right to be perfectly honest I I mean I think as far as men go do you think it's even their fault though 
Because there's so no, many... No, I don't think it's their... I don't think it's the fault of men. I think it's no. just the perception in general. One, that people should just know how to make each other feel good without having to talk about it. That's true. I think that is a huge perception that's perpetuated. Talking about it can be so uncomfortable. It's awkward. Like, with the wrong person. But then there are those people that it's, like, the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And it's, the, it's actually fun, and it turns you on to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, but if you're... If you're not at that point, I think there's this expectation that when I'm with the right person, they're just going to know what to do and we don't have to talk about it. But sex, like anything, it's like you have to you have to be trained in it. You have to learn how to be good at it. You have to communicate. Like any other aspect of a relationship, sometimes you just easily get along with someone naturally. But at some point in that relationship, you're going to come to a, a difficult spot where you need to be able to communicate in ways that you might not know how to. And, you know, I do think that perception that people should just know what feels good and not have to talk about it is perpetuates both men and women not understanding female sexuality. Yeah, I think a lot of women expect men to know because think, well, they've been with so many women you know what I mean? They have so much experience that they should just know. They should just know. They should just know. But they, how can they know? How can they know? How can they know when nobody knows? How can they know if we don't tell them what we like? How can they know? They can't know. They can't know. I mean, I think there's a difference between a man who wants to know what you like and is interested in receiving that kind of information. But then there's also the man that thinks, I'm going to show you what you like and you're just going to like it and doesn't want to receive any kind of information or there's the man that just expects like my penis is going to make you come and that's all I have to do Ugh. and that's what sex is honestly there's nothing worse yeah there's nothing than that worse. yeah but 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 it's also I mean it's a fault of both sides the man maybe not being curious enough or open enough to receive information and the woman who feels too shy or to whatever to not share her information. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, I don't know if I would say it's the fault of anyone, but it's like that is the that's the struggle. That's the obstacle. That's the struggle. That's a good word. I also think you know, men. Sex for men is very different for women. You know, he gets an erection and he wants to fuck and he wants to come and like that. He's gonna come from that. So like one, two, three. It's very simple. Whereas women. There is, like, foreplay is necessary. Oh, my it gosh. It is foreplay. not, op- should not be optional. Foreplay is everything. Foreplay yeah. is even more important than the sex itself. Much more important. Like, if you, but that's the thing. It's like a man is gets hard, he's ready. He doesn't need the foreplay. And so if you jump right into intercourse, you skip over all the steps that the woman needs to create an environment for her to feel comfortable enough to orgasm. Like, I really think that's part of female pleasure is it's not about the mechanics because someone could rub your pussy the same way another guy does, but if you don't feel comfortable or you're not attracted to that person, the mechanics aren't going to make a difference. It's about a woman feeling safe and comfortable enough to be seen in that way where she can abandon herself and let go and if a guy is incapable of creating that environment for her it doesn't matter the mechanics of what he's doing 
she's not going to be able to orgasm. Yeah, because even a lot of men, like, it doesn't matter what the woman looks like. It doesn't matter if she's hot or not. It doesn't matter whatever. If yeah, like, he, he wants can, to, he just goes he can and come, that's it. Yeah, a man can come. If he's going to have sex, like, the most likely outcome 95, 99% of the time is that the man's going to come. It's not that way for women. It's so unjust, I feel like. No, isn't it's it? fucked up. Yeah, that you would need all of this sort of, like, extra. I mean, we're, we are really complex beings. I wish sometimes that we'd just be like that. You know what I mean? Just beam, bam, boom, ready, set, the, okay, I'm good to go. You're good to go? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I think but that's also one of my favorite parts about sex is the foreplay. Well, it's yeah. that like it's the best the conversation before. It's the, the it's lead the back up. and forth. Yes. It's the lead up. That I is mean, the best. Like the foreplay begins even before the foreplay. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the anticipation, the sexy banter, the lead up to it, the desire, but you can't be gratified right away. All of those <laughs> yeah. things are get a woman ready yeah that's the best part that is the best best part part. and then when it's when it's there it's just like and then it's easy to come and then it's so easy to come because you're already you're You're already already there there. you're already there that's right oh good times good times (laughs) good times sex toys are are funny though like i was reading um an article in men's health magazine about what was it called like uh how she masturbates might shock and scare you. <laughs> this scare is, you. This is a men's, <laughs> men's Health magazine. And, you know, they have a picture of a girl wearing, like, cute, like, sexy pink lingerie laying on this, like, big teddy bear. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and it's like, well, um, there's this guy that's like, yeah, I came home and, uh, and I found, uh, like, my girlfriend in the bedroom and they were, like, candles and there was a glass of wine and and she was just like humping the fuck out of this teddy bear (laughs) i love your man voice yeah the fuck she was she she was humping the teddy bear to acdc's you shook me all night long and i was like what the fuck and she you know she was she was masturbating she was having a moment to yeah. herself with a fucking teddy bear and yeah, it's easy like leave her alone what the fuck like that's how you fuck you hump yeah you you're hump, just you're humping hands. away you hump you're your just humping away yeah just humping away <laughs> and there was a doctor that was like well you know actually you know the these sort of things are normal because girls when they are discovering themselves they're they're kind of experimenting and seeing you know what feels good if it's an electric toothbrush or if it's a teddy bear if it's like rubbing up against something or i don't know anything that would make you feel good you know so the doctor was like actually these things are not that she's crazy or that she's like traumatized from her childhood it just means that this is what she used when she was younger Mm. to to pleasure herself and so then I mean, if it's not broke, why fix it? She just kind of continued doing what felt good throughout her adulthood, you know? And uh, they were going through, like, different, you know, sex objects that women use to masturbate. I don't know, vegetables, (laughs) bananas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've never done that, but that seems... It's a reasonable choice. Yeah. It's a good shape. Yeah. Cucumber. Why not? Yeah. 
I mean... You'd have to put plastic around that, though, because the show... You have to wash it really well. Yeah, you gotta wash it, but it's cheaper than a sex toy. And if you you're on a, it afterwards. If you're on a budget, yeah, and then you just cook it up <laughs> in your lunch. Oh, gross. <laughs> you probably worked up an appetite, That's so. pretty gross. That's pretty good. Mmm, cucumber. I'm just gonna... Mmm... Sex toys, and it's such a huge industry. Oh, God. Have you seen those factories where they make, like, the dildos? And there's, <laughs> no. like, you know, like, the, the, the veiny sort of dildos <laughs> or, like, the sparkly kind? Or... I mean, I've seen the dildos, but not the factory. Ugh. It's just, it's just dildo-making mayhem all over the place. Men, women, cutting up the dildos, putting them out of the molds. That'd be a funny job. Wouldn't that be like an interesting yeah, we job? we make dicks. We make dicks, all shapes and sizes. <laughs> all shapes and sizes. Veins, no veins. All colors. All colors. All sparkles. All sparkles. <laughs> There's all sorts of colors out there. Oh, wow. Do you remember how old you were when you started masturbating? Oh, yeah. Were you young? Yes. There's some women I was reading, like, as early as five, six, four years old. I was four. I re- I you dis- remember that? I distinctly remember nap time. No way. Yeah, I used to masturbate during nap time. <sighs> nap time. I went out for a nap every day. I had my own room, my own bed to myself. And I, I distinctly remember discovering masturbation during that time. Do you remember how you felt? I was like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> but did you know what it was? No, no. it was four. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know what the word was. I just knew like it felt good. It felt good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. Nice. But like, kids are sexual. There's oh, yeah. this whole perception that like, oh, kids are innocent and like, kids are sexual. They're curious. They're discovering sex and sexuality they're pleasuring themselves like they're learning about their bodies by looking at their bodies and touching their bodies yeah of course like i think there's such a misperception that kids are not sexual because they're young but they're totally sexual and and a lot of sexual shame is internalized at a young age like kids that are caught masturbating by a parent who then shames them like then they internalize like masturbation is bad I'm bad masturbation is wrong touching myself is wrong and then they adopt this shame about sexuality that carries on to their adulthood well they just hide it what do you mean well because I've seen kids do it like in the classrooms mm-hmm. you know they're just there like playing right. with themselves right. like, oh what is this oh it feels good right. okay you know, but then when you tell them, no, like, you can't do that, and with other kids around, like, you can't, you know, you can't touch yourself that way, then it's like, oh, well, wait, oh, well, then I can't, like, it shames them from the freedom of even, like, sharing that with mm-hmm. the rest of the kids. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> that does sound really bad. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, <laughs> well, that sounds bad. That does sound bad. But sounds bad. It just shames them a little bit of the freedom that they felt. And right. so then now they have to like, hide it. Right. That, like, they've gone from an, a positive association with sexual expression to a negative. Right. Right. Thank yeah. you. That's what I meant. <laughs> right. But, like, no wonder people are not comfortable 
sexually expressing themselves with a partner. Well, not only is it incredibly misunderstood, but it's also, like you said, it's so easy and almost mechanical of parents or teachers or adults to shame kids into... Right. You know, not, don't, don't do that. Oh, no, that's so bad for you. No, 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 don't do, nobody can see you, nobody can. You, and so then the kid is almost traumatized totally. into not even wanting to discover himself further or do it hidden. That's right. Because it feels good and they remember the feeling and they want to feel good again. Do you know what I mean? I think I was, how old was I? I think I was, I must have been in my teens already. Like, I think I was like 12 or something. When I was like, late bloomer. (laughs) Late bloomer. Late bloomer. I don't remember, I don't remember younger than that. I mean, I, I knew like kissing and like Mm. kissing. I I mean, I didn't kiss a boy or anything, but I knew that that was a very sexual thing because I watched it from the novelas. Mm. I was like, oh, that looks hot. (laughs) Yeah, I thought all that kind of stuff was real hot when I was little. Um, but then I didn't, I didn't really discover myself in that way until later on that I can remember like 12, something like that. And I was like, oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Try hiding that from a Latin mom. Mm. I don't want to talk about it cause she might be listening. Oh, no. Let's not talk about myself. Sorry, mom. Very, sorry. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. I'm not sorry. No, I mean, it's a very natural thing. Everybody does it. So, uh, here are a few reasons why you should masturbate regularly. One, it makes you happier. Two, you become more comfortable with your body. It can improve your sex life. It helps you sleep. It's a great way to release sexual tension. Masturbating can ease body aches and menstrual pain. It releases stress. Masturbation helps your body stay sexual, even when you're not having sex. Um, yeah, and then there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different ways that you can masturbate. You can also have multiple orgasms. You can train yourself to have multiple orgasms. That's amazing. And I think it's also it like... It feels just fucking good. feels good. It's less stress, but it's also like your vagina creates life. Whether you're birthing a child or you're birthing a creative idea or a project at work or creative writing, like the more connected you are to your sexual energy, the more connected you are to your life force and the more you can create within your life. Like pussy power is a real thing. Pussy power is a real thing. Yeah, you get connected to yourself. So I encourage you to touch yourself. <laughs> touch yourself. Touch yourself. Teach your partner how to touch you. Discover what you like. Teach your partner what you like. Or if you feel disconnected from your vagina, it's time to get reacquainted. You know, take it slow. There's no rush. There's no pressure. But get reacquainted. Like, there's so much energy and so much power when you're connected to your pussy. Yeah. Say hello to it. Love it. Touch it. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to the G-Spot toy that I mentioned. Ooh, yes. Because um, I have found that quite pleasurable. So I'll leave a link to that. And if you want to connect with us, we are on Instagram at ptalkpod. Or you can tweet with us 
at Pussy Talk Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Until next time.